he painted what he wanted to see, not what he actually saw. Interesting. So it's it quite cool. Um, there was a lot of like kind of in-depth things that you read about because obviously where he was a bit um, where he had mental health issues everything was kind of sporadic yeah oh hey oh hey hi oh so happy you're back because you were on holiday last week <laughs> yeah so I went to Amsterdam last week which was absolutely amazing like Admittedly, this sounds really weird, but I never really felt the urge to go to Amsterdam mm. because I feel like everybody goes there. Like it's such a cliche place to go. Yeah. But oh my god, it was amazing. The flight is so like from the UK. It's so short. Forty minutes it took us. Where did you fly from? Um, we went from Stansted. Oh, okay, nice. Yeah, so it wasn't too far. Um, but we flew back into Luton. Oh, okay. A bit further, yeah, but it was um, the prices were so different, really, yeah, like triple the price to go to Stansted on the way back. That's really annoying, yeah, would have been so ideal if you could do it from South End. I know, South End don't have any though, they used to any flights, yeah. I think, oh, like pre or post Covid, um, it's uh, a bit different now, (laughs) yes. Anyway, how was your week? Um. (laughs) (laughs) just having a mental breakdown thinking about it yeah i like there was one i know we've already spoke about this but like there was definitely one day last week which was low a low point in my whole design career (laughs) which is no reflection on you being on holiday actually it was more to do with like we've got this animation on so even if you had been here i wouldn't have been much help yeah (laughs) Although, knowing that you've got a new, like, um, an M1 Apple chip in your laptop, <laughs> it might have made a difference. So, Rach figured out today that her computer is quite slow with animation, and one of yeah. the girls we know, shout Chelsea, <laughs> um, she was like, um, oh, I have the new, like, the a- new Apple... Ma- M1 chip, yeah. yeah. And Rach was like, Kaya, do you have that? And she looks <laughs> on my laptop, and I do. And she was like, oh, my God. Because the difference in this, right, was that the render was saying on my computer it would take, like, one time it said 12 hours and another time it said 16. I cannot believe that said that long. I know, honestly. And then... Um, and how long was that video of interest? Like, 40 minutes. Like, a fucking feature-length film. Oh. Oh. <laughs> my God. Which, to be fair, like, regard... Because um, Chelsea's on holiday as well, who and she normally helps us a bit with animation. Um, and even if Chelsea had been here too... I think, well, now I know she's got the M1 chip, it probably wouldn't have even been a like. I think Rachel's stealing my, stealing my laptop next time I go away. Yeah. She's like, please, can I have that? <laughs> I might actually be like, can you leave it here? I actually will. <laughs> you know I will. But it did prompt me to look on Apple, because we were looking earlier, weren't we? Yeah. And we'd definitely get in. And like once we've got the office and everything else, like a computer, maybe a desktop with an M1 chip. The office is nearly done, just to update you all. Like, I know oh, we yeah. had a bit of a podcast about that. Yeah. Office is nearly done. It looks beautiful. You might actually hear the builder in the background because they're laying the floor today, aren't they? Like yeah. everything's done on the outside. We're gonna try, try not to let you hear the builder. <laughs> if you do, don't. we're sorry. <laughs> yeah, we've closed the curtains and tried to make it as soundproof as possible. We're but... sitting in darkness, <laughs> literally <laughs> at midday. <laughs> but 
but yeah it's gonna be so exciting once we're in there we got all the stuff at the weekend so we've got like a little kitchenette going in there it's like black on black beautiful we have a little sofa which still has not come yeah when did you order that oh uh, like a month ago but this is for so it's from made like made.com yeah and the little chair we've currently got in like our office setup yeah that took six months which is just what? crazy yeah yeah so i mean god knows when that's going to turn up probably in about five months <laughs> So why does it take so long? Are they, like, handmade or something? Yeah, apparently. I'm not being funny. It shouldn't take that long to make that. <laughs> it's a fluffy little cushion. I suppose if they've got, like, thousands of orders. Does it tell you that it will take that long? Yeah, it does say dispatched between four and six weeks. But that's what it said for the chair that took yeah, six months. D- yeah, but that's what I mean. Like, did they tell you with that it was going to oh, take yeah. six months? No. No, it didn't. That's awful. I know. Bad customer service. I feel like... Apart from we did go back and order another chair. Yeah, I know. (laughs) We were like, it's so beautiful that we will wait another six months for another one. (laughs) But hopefully... I think the last time when I got that, the Suez Canal thing was happening. So I was a little bit like, I kind of understand why it's taken so long. And also, it was like mid-Covid, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. So maybe maybe that's why. It it could be better this time. Let's see. We hope, otherwise we're going to be sitting on the floor eating our lunch. <laughs> I do think it's going to be a bit of like we're building up as we go. Yeah. In Ikea yesterday, I was like trying my best to think of everything we need. I was like, I, I know we need drawers, or I know we need a lamp and even things like a, a little bin and stuff. But um, it's so hard, isn't it? As soon as you get home, you're like, oh, we should have got this, should have got that. But also it's hard because like, obviously the, the office is quite big, but when we first when it first started being built we were like this is massive and then when we actually got inside once the the walls had been done had been insulated plaster had been done we were actually like we've lost quite a bit of it yeah it takes up quite a lot of a distinctive amount of like space almost yeah so it kind of felt like Mm. it had like been made quite a lot smaller which then we were like, oh, we can't actually fit that many things that we want to fit in. I know, because we had like a big plan to have a sofa and a little armchair and a rug and a, a little table. Yeah. But um, I think we probably could do like a, a little tiny table with a rug in front. Maybe like a coffee table with the sofa will be yeah. nice. Yeah, I um, I've got some nice black because obviously everything was black. Everything is black, <laughs> literally. <laughs> we were in ikea and jay was like what lamp do you want and i was like i love this one but there's one problem with it and he's like what and i was like it's not black <laughs> everything needs to be black he's like fucking hell as long as the walls aren't black because honestly we will be claustrophobic yeah i know because we did have plans didn't we to have like a nice feature yeah wall. black wall but in reality i think that's just going to be more like a print wall yeah we're going to get nice prints on there yeah which will be cool i think it's cool to like accessorize with dark colours and have yeah. like the interior walls a lighter colour yeah because like, the kitchen's going to yeah, be definitely. beautiful and that's what we said didn't we like the desk mm. can be black and things yeah or wood even like yeah is the kitchen all black literally everything's black yeah and I'm going to get a black sink and like a black tap to go on it as well nice nice yeah. so what are you going to do with the desks so the worktop that we've got on the kitchen is black yeah and then we've got the same um, more lengths of that worktop just to make the desks around the outside. Oh, nice. So yeah. everything lo- looks the same, but we'll break it a little bit. 
Um, we'll have a plant somewhere. <laughs> yeah, that's another thing. I wanted to get a plant in IKEA, and then that's at the end. And Jay was like oh, tired and hungry at that point and throwing a tantrum. Should have got him meatballs. Oh yeah, we started with meatballs though. You should have finished with meatballs. <laughs> Be like, okay, back to the camp. <laughs> Or you should have just sent him back there and you found your plant. I know. Because I was looking at him, you know, and someone's just standing there waiting. And I was like, oh, I'm too much in a rush. Yeah. It's really annoying, isn't it? When you're standing there and somebody wants to go and you're like, just give me a second. I know, I know. I imagine that's a lot like what it would be like if you had kids, like shopping with kids. It'd be really annoying. I could just imagine they wander away. Like, they wouldn't even stand there looking at you. (laughs) (laughs) They'd be like, see you later. I'm going to the toys, bye. <laughs> I'd leave him in the toy section. I'd be like, here you go. Go play on the beds. Yeah. I used to love playing Ikea. I never went to Ikea when I was younger. I don't think my parents really knew of it. Oh. But you are a bit younger than me. So. My nan also used to work in Ikea. Oh, okay. So it was a quite regular thing for me. And they had like this bed with a slide in it. And oh, I wanted cute. it, but they wouldn't obviously let me have it so I used to go there and play on it oh you know that as soon as you got that home that novelty would like wear off so yeah. so badly well that was the thing I'd done a mural for a little girl um like before I started working with you yeah and um they had this bed like actually built for her they had like carpenter come in and have it built and it Aww. had like a slide on it and everything and it was gorgeous but Apparently, she wouldn't walk up the stairs to the bed. She'd run up the slide. So I was, like, petrified with the slide because I was like, oh, my God, like, how am I going to keep this paint on on this bed? Yeah. Because if she's running up the, up the slide, yeah, I was like, oh, my God, it's going to chip so easily. Um, did it? What did you do with it in the end? I got a varnish for it. I literally sprayed the hell out of it and was like, quick, um varnished it so much so she probably couldn't run up it anymore to be fair because it was so glossy <laughs> too slippery but um yeah no i they messaged me like a few months ago wanting something else and um they said the novelty is worn off with her running up the slide now she oh, gets okay. up it normally <laughs> maybe it was just time yeah i think um she can slide down it quite fast now though which is a bit of a worry oh god like As super it, speed yeah Bit of a hazard. That wasn't me. So, give me a bit of an update. How was Amsterdam? You went to loads of museums, didn't you? Yeah, so we stayed in the most amazing hotel. Like it was it was more of a co working hotel. Which is really cool. But it is really, really cool. Like I come back and I was like, Rach, should we go to Amsterdam? Just work there. <laughs> Um, I'd be so up for that. Especially if it's We saying, should. How crazy is it that it took you less time to get to Amsterdam than it would to get to London for us? I know. That is actually really crazy. Because it takes us 50 minutes. So that flight was 40 minutes. Now I know you've got all the like the process of like checking in and it. Can whip your laptop out in the process of <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. No, honestly, like the hotel itself, everybody up there, like it was such a it was such a nice environment. And you know when you can sense it's a really nice environment to work in? Yeah. That it was just amazing. But the hotel was called Zoku Hotel. Um, and it had, like, it was rooftop. So the where you work was, like, a rooftop. It, it was, like, a rooftop restaurant bar thing. Oh, cool. But um, you have, like, all tables and sofas and things. And you have booths as well. Oh, nice. So you could do, like, calls if you, yeah, if and you were working. Yeah, and if you wanted, like, a meeting room, you could hire a meeting room for the day. 
and um, you just have all your staff in there. You all get lunch. That's really cool. That's so. It sounds a lot like our co-working when we do it. Yeah, about a bit better to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> it was just um, you know, when you just feel like really relaxed there. That's what it mm. felt like, and um, I spent a lot of time basically booking loads of museums. So we went to this museum called Moko Museum, um, which is more modern art. So it had like Banksy in it. Nice. It had. Um, it had loads of NFTs, which was so cool because I've never actually seen like NFTs be exhibited in yeah, like on display. Yeah, yeah. And it was like a really big thing in there actually, and I was like, this is really interesting because it shows you how like modern art is going. Yeah. Definitely. And don't get me wrong, I completely, completely agree with continuing with obviously painting and stuff, but it's nice to see that digital work is also being exhibited in that way. Exclusivity. In the art exactly. world as well. But it's um it's the thing that like, I always think with digital artwork, like some people don't consider it really art because they're like, you're doing it on a computer. This is actually quite interesting, isn't it? Because it aligns to like what we do every day. Yeah. And the difference between... There is actually a big difference between art and graphic design. But yeah. who's to say that art isn't art, even whatever medium you use? Yeah, and, and that's what, like, I thought when I went in there, I was like, I've never seen anything displayed digitally. Yeah. And I was like, the the way, the thought process behind all of the NFTs were really, really, like, amazing. Like, it was like this big gummy bear, teddy bear thing, um, which was gold, and it, it was kind of like a mug shot, you know? The yeah. Way, um, and it, and it's, it was spinning. And I was like, that's really cool. And then there was another NFT, which kind of like a... Um, distorted cube with loads of little cubes in it but they were all of famous artists so you know the one I showed you yeah it was all of um famous artists work in the cube oh that's cool love that and I was like I was a bit confused because I was a bit like copyright like can you do that yeah because that's what they must be able to this for millions (laughs) but um yeah artwork off an artwork yeah yeah, I don't know how that would work. No, neither do I. Unless but it was like a representation. Like, was it actually? It was pictures of the artwork. Yeah, because I suppose you can take pictures of. Yeah. Stuff. But then, can you like sell the pic? That's what I didn't understand. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I suppose they must have to like. Give credit or something. Yeah, or. Give a portion. They've researched it enough to know what they're doing. Yeah. Shit, could you imagine? Oh my god! Imagine like if you sold something like that for millions and millions of pounds. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you get like a lawsuit, bro. <laughs> and you're like, ah, shit. Shit, bad. <laughs> Copyright's interesting though, because sometimes it's within somebody's best interest to not sue. Like, so companies will knowingly um, go against the copyright rules. So, for instance, like the Cuthbert and Colin caterpillar cake oh, thing, right? Oh, yes, yeah. That was a PR nightmare for M&S to go back on that. Or, like, to even suggest that they were in the wrong. Yeah. Because it happens so frequently, doesn't it? And, like, they wasn't exactly the the first people to do it, which is why it was such a big thing. Yeah, but, like, if a brand was to just embrace it and be like, oh, yeah, cool. Like, yeah. the Twitter responses brands make often hold more weight do you see what I mean? So, yeah. like, if they were, like... Because they get retweeted and stuff, don't they? It ends yeah, up going, exactly. like, viral, so it actually makes... Like, the whole thing with that 
is that actually the social media and the attention behind it probably yeah. drove so much traffic to their site. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, I felt like they looked like dicks calling them out and being like, you're copying our caterpillar. Whereas, like, if they were to just tweet them and say, anyone um, realise the resemblance between Cuthbert and Colin? Yeah. That would have way more of a reaction with their customer base than... Yeah. Oh, they're going... They're taking them to court. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, it's made out to be funny, isn't it? More than... Yeah, exactly. More than, like, serious. Although, I mean, obviously Picasso's not alive, but if you were replicating one of his artworks, I'm not so sure that would go down so well. No, I don't think so. But also, like, how can you? Do you know what I mean? Like, there's so many things that go into it. Yeah, exactly. Like, and I, the one other place that I went to was Van Gogh, and... Mm. I always think, like, so many people replicate Van Gogh stuff. Yeah. And actually looking at the Van Gogh art pieces, the oil on these canvases is thick. Some of them have up to, like, it was something like 15 layers. Shit, really? Like, he'd go back and back and back on them. Bear in mind, it's oil paint. Oil paint takes forever to dry. I was going to say, that's, like, years and years, right? Yeah, so he'd literally just go back and enhance it. And when you think when, um, like, so when we used to do art, we'd use oils, right? But yeah. Like, even if you did, like, a sick bit and you could kind of, like, press it and it was still wet yeah, underneath. Yeah, it'd be, like, squidgy. Yeah. The amount of times I literally just was tempted. It wasn't that I was tempted. I did yeah. just squeeze the paint out of it. Yeah, it's like a spot, isn't it? And then you're yeah. like, oh. <laughs> but, um, no, it was really interesting. Because I was, like, for somebody that I used to use oil quite a lot, I was like, it used to take weeks for it to dry. Yeah, definitely. Oh, I loved oil so much. See, I loved ink. Oh, did you? Yeah, I was. I was. I didn't like acrylic very much. I loved ink and watercolor. Oh, cool. Just love. I loved doing mixed media stuff. Yeah. What did you like to do? Like classic oil painting. Of course you did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we was were you really opposite. like a realistic person? Yeah. Yeah, no, I was completely... You know when you look at somebody's art in the room and you think, what on earth? Yeah. I was that person. Like, everybody used to be like, how'd you come up with that idea? That's interesting. <laughs> yeah, like... And I'd always... Like, I'd love it, to be honest, because yeah. you'd have the classic paintings that would happen, but you'd have the really classic paintings which are really skilled people. Yeah. That's probably you. Uh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Have you told the podcast yet about your achievement in... Oh, my God. Have we got this far and I haven't even <laughs> mentioned it? But, yes, guys, and unless you didn't already know, I was actually top ten in the country for GCSE art. She has to tell the world, so <laughs> we had to inform you of this achievement of Rachel's. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's not on my CV, but it fucking should be. It should be? <laughs> it and should what? Be on my bio <laughs> on Insta. <laughs> Maybe we should add it to the. I am the fucking duo. best. No, we're not. Because it'll be like, Kaya got a B. <laughs> it's probably because you were like, you don't like, we said it earlier, didn't we? You don't like writing, so you probably didn't do any of the writing. I that didn't. You went to I do. did. You know, like, literally, like a week before the deadline of submitting everything, I oh had to go through all three of my books. That stresses me and out. Annotate. And in, in fairness, now I know that you should, you should annotate that. as you go along because. One, I had no idea what I was talking about at this point. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what process I went through in this. I can't remember. Like, I'll just look at it and guess and be like, okay, maybe I used a bit of, like, ink and... 
Okay. Now, I think this might be where my... You know, I said I had those dreams where I was, like, waking up feeling like I needed to do uni work and I hadn't got it done. Yeah. I think this might be a reflection of you doing uni and yeah. me thinking you need to start Ra- documenting Ra- it. Scared doing of, it. <laughs> scared of me at uni. <laughs> In all fairness, I only sent my um, thing through the other day, the um, documenting my hours. Oh, what, the tracker thing? Yeah. You remember we spoke mm. about... We had, like, catch-up with um, the lady which is, like, in charge of kind of looking after the uni students. And um, we had a catch-up and it was like, I have to document my how many hours I spend inside of work. Yeah. And what I do. Um, but they hadn't sent it to me, so I couldn't track anything. That's a bit shoddy, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's been annoying, really. But, um... Not, yeah. Not that you've had time to do it up to now. No, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> you've got to do a presentation soon, though, right? Yeah, so I started that, actually, while I was on the plane. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's, yeah, like, downtime, isn't it? When yeah, like... When you don't like, get disturbed. Because it was like, I can't go on the internet. I can't be on Instagram. Yeah. I can't do anything. So I started to plan what I wanted to do because it's, like, a 12-minute presentation and three minutes of that is, like, talking about your um, your job role and what you're, like how you do it. Um, nice. What you do in it, which is going to be fun to explain. <laughs> I do everything. <laughs> I don't really know what goes on. Um, I just do it. But I've got to do that. And then I've got to do um, the marketing mix, like how the marketing mix is implied into... Your job. Yeah. Cool. Which is quite cool. Um, and then is Because it like- actually at the moment it's not... <laughs> So I've got to develop that. <laughs> yeah, so I'm literally going to be like, uh, well, this is what we're going to do. Develop a marketing plan. Yeah. Um, but it's like, I think I'm going to do it with designer duo slash like R and design, kind of mix yeah. both of them. So it's like easier to kind of be like, this is how we're going to do it. Yeah, definitely. Because R and design is a bit difficult at the moment because we don't really know. Like what branding and yeah, stuff. Yeah, what direction it's heading. This yeah. is a common discussion with us. <laughs> I know, when we're like, we when we got the branding sorted, we'll yeah. do this. But no, Amsterdam was amazing. I went to the Van, like I said, went to the Van Gogh Museum, but it had five floors. Shit, that's a lot. And it got to the point where you're a bit like, okay, I'm now over it. Like I love Van Gogh. Yeah. But oh my god, I was over it. Like I was, I can't, I can't be. I was in there two hours. I feel like I could see five good paintings and be okay. Yeah, that was the thing. So, like, mm. the sunflower was in there. You know, the... Oh, nice, yeah. The bed... Um, yeah. His bedroom, when he was in the psychiatric ward, he painted that. Oh, okay. Um, and I didn't know this, but he had, like, an obsession with Japanese, like, women and Japanese style. So, he developed, like, a series of Japanese kind of inspired uh, paintings, which I'd never seen before. Um, and he also had, like, this odd obsession, but it was quite cool... He'd go to, like, the antique market or, like, boot sales, second-hand things and buy boots, old boots. Oh, okay. And what he'd do is he'd take them home and if they didn't look worn enough and they didn't look really, like, battered, he'd put them on, he'd go stomping around in mud, he'd crease them all and then he'd paint them. Yeah, because there's that famous... Yeah, so that was also in there. That was in there. Um... And it was really interesting as well because he had loads of self-portraits of him. And I was really confused because I didn't realise he died as young as he did. How young was he? 37. Oh, wow. Yeah, so he was young. Um, And in all of these paintings, it's why I thought he was older. He looks old. 
Yeah, there's the painting of him, right? Yeah. Where he's like an old man. Yeah, so this is why I was a bit confused. And anyway, like, there was one painting there, um, which when you read about it, it was like, this is the only painting that he wanted to look like himself, so this is the most accurate ah. representative of him, because you wouldn't have... Um, all the other paintings he distorted into a different kind of person. He painted what he wanted to see, not what he actually saw. Interesting. So it's it's quite cool. Um, there was a lot of like kind of in depth things that you read about because obviously where he was a bit um, where he had mental health issues, everything was kind of sporadic. Yeah. Um, which was interesting because it kind of saw you saw in some of his paintings they were really dull. And then some of them were really bright. Oh. And you were like, oh, like... You Is must... that a reflection of his mood? Yeah. Or, like, the kind of health he was at at the time? Yeah. So, like, all of his self-portraits, for example, were a year before he... Um, he actually killed himself. He shot himself with a gun. Bloody hell. Yeah, he shot himself with a gun. Um, but, like, all of his letters were in there to his brother. Oh. Not that I could read them. They're in a different language. <laughs> they were translated, but... Was he Dutch? Yeah. I don't know much about Van Gogh's... It's actually Van Gogh, isn't it? Is it? I think so, yeah. Well, I keep saying Van Gogh, so... <laughs> I think everyone just says Van Gogh, to be fair. Um, yeah, I don't actually know much about him. I didn't really study him. Oh, see, I... Uni. What it was is, like, my granddad really enjoys Van Gogh, so, like, when I was younger, he used to give me a book. Oh, that's And he used nice. to, like, teach me about Van Gogh. And I think that's the only artist my granddad actually likes. Aww. <laughs> so I like I really like Van Gogh. Um, but no, there was too much Van Gogh there for me. <laughs> <laughs> I was over it. Yeah, like, I got to the point where I was like, no, okay, I'm leaving. Um, At least you had a nice cultural week, like long, long weekend, but during the week. Yeah, I went to Anne Frank as well, which was really, really good. I loved it there. Yeah, it was so like informative. And did you wear the audio? No, I didn't actually. You I kind didn't. of regret not wearing that. Oh no, it was good actually. That was quite intensive as well, wasn't it? That whole museum. Yeah. I really enjoyed the part where we went, where you go, they take you around the house, and the bit that they hid in. Yeah, yeah. That was so interesting. But it was like the stairs getting up there. So like they're vertical, pretty much, aren't they? Yeah, and um, like it feels weird because you almost think it'd be a bit, like a bit bigger. Yeah, I but know. when you get into it, you're like, this is tiny. This is so small, and it makes you realise because you go round in like a as a group, don't you? Like yeah. a tour group, like that many people. Well, being we in went there. round individually. Oh, did all you? All of us. Yeah. So we didn't actually have like a tour. Yeah. You um just had the audio book. Everybody had one. Oh, why didn't we get one? We should have got one. Yeah, they're good, but you put the audio book on, and you walk round and you basically scan wherever you are. And it tells you about it, and you've got the pictures like, on the wall oh, cool. and stuff, which is it was really really good actually. Um, but it was like I kind of expected to see like more of the furniture stuff. Yeah. But obviously they'd taken it all. So like more of the furniture that was in the was original. Yeah. But like, obviously it still has the wallpaper up and things like that, and like so some of the pictures, which is really cool, mm. because like, I was looking at the wallpaper. And like it's really old fashioned, but it's like the material, it's like material wallpaper. Yeah. You know, like kind of like fluffier. Yeah. Yeah. And there was like pictures that she had drawn, right, yeah. on the wall. Yeah. I know, so interesting. 
and remind me how they got caught. They did they get caught in the end? They did. They get caught. They got caught. Somebody like told on them. Yeah. That they were in there and they went upstairs. Um, they went to the people that were originally that that were helping them mm. that worked there. Because it was like at the back of the office, right? Like a secret. Yeah, like at the back and then up the top. Yeah. Um. And yeah, they come in, held them at gunpoint, and then they. Because the dad was the only one that survived. And that was why he made all the decisions, like, to keep everything the same and, like, use it for history. Oh, so sad. Yeah. It's sad, but it's also very informative and, and we're very lucky to, like, have that. Yeah, definitely. Still. Yeah. Because I think, like, think about how many people probably made diary entries of it, but they never got found out. Yeah, there was, like, a lot more yeah people like Anne Frank and her family yeah I know it's so sad isn't it it's kind of like um it hits harder I think when with all this going on with Ukraine as well yeah I know it's like it's very um it's very strange like thinking about it because you're like you're not involved in it so like you feel bad but then you're like I I can't understand and you feel a bit helpless right because you don't I literally don't know what I can do help yeah but actually we haven't spoke about this yet but um a girl I used to work with called Sinead she went on a yoga retreat a few years ago and she met a girl from Poland there oh yeah and she's called Carolina and Carolina basically lives in Poland and close to the border so she's been ferrying people like refugees across the border from Ukraine to Poland so Sinead was like put some um things up on her into how Carolina is helping some of these refugees that have like walked for nine hours it was like all happened so fast I didn't even have time to put socks on some like kids and children from like six months to 11 years well had been like traveling for 12 hours across the country and then managed to get her number and um Carolina like transferred some money across so they could buy food from a petrol station I know, and um, each one of these trips for Carolina costs about 68 quid in petrol. So, um, Sinead was, she was doing a yoga fundraiser, but she also had this, like, PayPal donate donate link on her Instagram. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. It's nice that, like, there's people like that actually helping and making a difference, because, obviously, there's the whole thing about um, the UK offering people to um, let Ukraine... Um, refugees stay in your house for £350 a month I think. I haven't seen that. Have you not? It was on the news last night. Yeah. Um, Which they're like offering to pay you that much but obviously at the moment I think like this sounds really bad but so many people are struggling also with in terms of money for like even the house and electricity and stuff like everything's gone up so much that it's like some people are really struggling. Yeah. And I, um, which is basically all fucking Putin's fault. Like, yeah. the reason those have gone up so drastically is because that. And I know, like, the fact we're even talking about a potential World War Three is, like, completely mind-blowing to me. I know, it's crazy. And it's, it's the fact that it's actually, like, re- like, it is realistic. I know. It's not an unrealistic thing. Like, people have always said, like, well, there is going to be a World War Three at one point. And I'm yeah. like... No, surely not. not. No, not literally just when we finished the fucking global pandemic. And this is what I said to my mum yesterday. I was like, 
I was like, we really haven't had a good time. Like, I know. I know. Like, I was saying this to someone as well. Like, love or hate Boris and his party, which is the UK government. Um, but Christ, he's had a run. Like, yeah, like, oh my Brexit, God. Brexit, <laughs> COVID and World War Three. <laughs> like. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, um, give that lad a break. He needs a holiday. I know he does. <laughs> Poor sods. <laughs> I know. But, um. Yeah, I'll definitely link Sinead's PayPal link. Apparently, they've raised nearly £1,000 already. So That's amazing. Imagine how many trips that is for Carolina. So, is she doing them herself? Yeah. Like, you oh, know, that's amazing. I know. Me and Jay, like, um, got to a point last week where we were like, should we just go? We could fit so many people in his van. And then Jay was like, Rach, I think you'd be better off working and, like, just earning money and then, like, sending money over there. Because then yeah. what do we do with the... Like, logistically, I don't know what we do with all the refugees. Like, we could help get them across, but... But what do you do? And, like, where are you going to be staying and all things like that, isn't it? But Carolina is... um, She's helping people get to, like, a refugee camp in Poland where there is heating and shelter That's and food good. and stuff. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I know. Like, it's just heartbreaking, really, isn't it? Yeah, it's so... It's hard as well because it's, like... Like you said, like, you could go and you mm. could help, but it's, like... That also the risk of you being there as well. I know, like, is the help better off, like, pe- helping people coming in and staying with you? Yeah. Or is it helping know. them get somewhere more permanent? I think that's why it all feels a bit, like, we all feel a bit lost, right? Because how can we help? Like, what's the thing yeah. that we can do to make the most difference for those people? Yeah, I'm and it's really like, sure. what would you want somebody to do for you if you were in that position? Yeah, like, like is you it don't money? really know. I know. Like, do you give them money or do you give them shelter or food? Because, like, let's do as much as we can. I just don't know what it is. Yeah. And it's like, how long is it going to go on for? I don't know. I keep hoping that we'll wake up one day and it will be on the news and it will be like, oh, everything's over, like, it's finished. Yeah. But it's like the destruction for them families as well. Like, it's amazing that it's finished. Exactly, then they, what, go home to a town that's not really there anymore. Not there, no. Like, it's crazy because they're going to need so much help to to rebuild everything. I know. Do you know what, like, last week when um, I was having a nightmare of that animation, it, like, I checked myself a little bit because I was like, this is a really small problem in the grand scheme of things yeah. of, like, what's actually going on in the world. And this is a thing you don't realise, do you, because you're so embedded in what's going on. yeah. I know. You just like you're so neck deep in your own life's problems. Yeah, that you don't think of any anybody else's, I guess. Yeah, I know. Um, but yeah, fingers crossed. Sinead raises even more money. Yeah, I'm sure she will. So guys, I think we've hit our time for today. I'm actually going on holiday this week to um, Hungary, so it's going to be Kai's turn next week to um, try and muddle through. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> but um, if you haven't done already, follow us on um, Instagram at designerduo.studio um, and drop us a message if you'd like to chat to us or if you've got any questions, etc. And if you haven't already left a five-star review, it really helps us get noticed, so we would love that. Thanks. Bye. Bye.